Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Oh. Hold on. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. This week we have Ace and Malik. What up, what up, man? Sorry I missed last week, man. Ah, it's not like you and Anthony had a good time. It was fun, but you're here now. That's what's important. And what's more important, the NBA playoffs. We will have a playoffs. Are they important? They are to you, me. You know what? No, they are important because the NBA players don't seem to care too much about the regular season. So, I but mean, they care about the playoffs. So, this is when the teams actually start, you know, giving a damn about uh, the outcome, the outcome of games. Rings so, culture, you know. If you don't yeah. win a championship, then it don't matter. But trust me, it all matters because maybe you know what it is. Maybe the fans of other teams don't care as much because their teams are always in the playoffs, like Philly and Boston and Milwaukee. Actually, Milwaukee fans should really enjoy this. Depending on how yeah. long you've been a Milwaukee fan, because before your team was going to the playoffs and getting worked every first round. Now y'all are the one seed all the time. So enjoy this while you got uh, Giannis. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's great for fans. I think fans enjoy. You know, sport, right? That they enjoy the, 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 um, you know, the ceremony of sport, I guess. But there's no real, you know, there's the the interest. The interest increases obviously when it's playoffs because, especially if you have a you know great player and you have an opportunity to potentially win a championship, you know that's that's great. But um, I just don't think the players, because like you said, because of ring culture. And because of how the NBA has marketed its product to be so, you know, individually focused, even though it's a team game, um, you know, we follow these players yeah. and we follow their accomplishments and we talk about them as as individuals relative to the team. And so, you know, people are following what Kevin Durant's doing and they're following what LeBron James is doing. And yeah, they're on Phoenix and and LA respectively. But if Kevin Durant was in Sacramento, they'd still be following Kevin Durant. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. Know, so, but he's not going to Sacramento. No, no. no. What? But it's more about the fact that he's won titles before, and so is LeBron, and they're just the biggest stars. It's like if Patrick Mahomes changed teams, we'd be like, oh my god. Well, I guess they're going to go to the Super Bowl now. That's what we do. Potentially, I, I think football is a little different though, because football. There's two separate sides of the field. Like you, you follow the player, but like even with like even with this Aaron Rodgers stuff, which if Ann was here, we'd get more into that. But even with this Aaron Rodgers stuff, like, um, yeah, you follow Aaron Rodgers, but there's a legitimate, there's a legitimate reason to not believe that it's going to mean that the Jets are going to win a Super Bowl. And but this will be the best quarterback they've had since 1970. Yeah, since Joe Namath. Like um, a long time, man. It's 60 years ago. It's 50 something yeah. years ago at this point. Like that's wild. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of you you think about the players relative to the teams that they're on. So even though, yeah. you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, you still think about the Chiefs and you still realize that like if the Chiefs have the worst defense in the NFL, yeah. it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes throws 55 touchdowns. Like it doesn't matter. If if, if you score you 30 and the and the opponent score 38, yeah. you're you're not going to win this one. In the yeah. NBA, it's so a, a star player can flip 
the the fortunes of a team so dramatically. I mean, that's why you, that's why people are tanking for Wembenyama. That would that's make you the Houston. For, uh, that would make you the Houston Rockets who score. 130 118 a game but give up 112 a game but give up 118 on average yeah. all season. Yeah. But that's why I mean one player can reverse the fortunes of a team in one or two years relatively simply and that's why you tank for Wembenyama. That's why yeah. you tank for LeBron James and But that's also why you're Jazz Zion, you know, those guys. And, you, and you you're happy that the Jets won cuz you could get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you but you, you realize that, that even but you still realize that even with getting Trevor Lawrence, if you don't build a team around him, it's not going to matter. Like Trevor Lawrence the, is just getting his he's going to get his arm taken off, and he'll be Andrew Luck. <laughs> like like, like, like you know, so, Atlas, I hear you. Yeah, you know, one so, one dude don't make it go, but like one dude in the NBA don't make it go either. Like New Orleans has tried to put a team around Zion. Like you got to be, you have to be reasonably good, right? It's got to work that some way, you know. One team, one person can make it can make it much better, much easier to get that second guy. You get yeah. one guy, you get a second guy, you get a second guy, and then you got a shot. Unless you're Dallas Mavericks and Kyrie Irving. Well, uh, listen, listen, listen. Look, look, they don't got a shot. I'm just saying they, they, they are in a shot. They're tied with the Thunder, right? They don't play the Thunder, and the Thunder don't play them. Now, the bad news is that the Thunder have the tiebreaker. They're 38 and 42, which means both teams can be have a 500 record and one won't even have the chance to make the play in. But the Lakers in New Orleans, if one of those teams happens to uh, they all these teams have three games left. Dallas has four games left and Oklahoma City has four games left. If Oklahoma City loses one and Dallas wins out, they're in Minnesota can lose the next two games and they're in the same spot with Dallas. Is it three games left? No, they have four because they're 38. They have two games left. I take back. Yeah, it's two everybody. Games. I say because the season ends on Sunday. Yeah, everybody's, so everybody's got, got like two games left. Everybody's got two games left. If the Clippers yeah. lose their next two games and the Lakers win their next two games, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. The Clippers will be in the play-in and the Lakers will be the sixth seed, which yeah. means they get to play Sacramento, which everybody's trying to do. But and the Kings have, I think, won the Pacific Division for the first time in history. So light the beam on that. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen clip I haven't seen Sacramento be this good since like Jesus, I was in college and they had Mike Mike Bibby. They had Mike Bibby and Chris Webber and yeah. um and Kobe was out there was elbowing a, people in the face. Center, Brad Miller and those guys. No, no, no. It wasn't Brad Miller, it was uh Scott Pollard. The center? Yeah, Brad Miller was in Chicago. Different big okay. white guy you're thinking about. That's what, who was the who was the big center on that team when um when with the Celtics when the was, when Weber was there it was Vladi Divac it was Scott Vladi Pollard. yeah okay okay I thought I wasn't sure it was Vladi because I knew Vladi was a little older by then but I couldn't remember if he oh was no yeah it was team. him because he was at the end of his career because he got drafted I want to say in like eighty nine or ninety because he came in and replaced Kareem supposedly mm-hmm. yeah and like. I want to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came back and played after his house burned down. And I remember seeing him play, and I was like, this guy looks old. Yeah. He looks like my dad old. <laughs> He's actually a year or two older than my father. And I was like, wow. He's still out here doing this in 89. This is crazy. He was playing in 73 or 72. This is nuts. I or must he, say for the Kings, yeah, I, 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 I must say for the Kings, I mean, uh, you know, shout out to them for making it as far as they have. And 
Um, I do like the light the beam effect. Yeah, but I'm a little, I'm still partial to the cowbell of of the, you know, what oh, was that before the Arco Arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still partial to the cowbell. I wish they would do both. Just do cowbell in the building and then light the beam out, light the beam outside. Um, for the rest of the know. world to see, because because for the rest of Sacramento, like to light the beam when you're in the building, yeah, you light the beam. You don't see it until you walk outside. Yeah, there's nothing happening in the arena for you. It's not like the beams are no. starting to light from your seats or something like that. No. Um, but but I do also, like the, uh, you know, they they got a they got an atmosphere finally because they got a winning team. Yeah, and, it's and a nice for, touch. And for a team that everybody's like, yo, just move them to Seattle. Let's get this over with. They were like, yeah. No. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's a nice touch till next season. Till next season. Why you say you say it like they're gonna lose for sure? Look, I'm I'm they're not <laughs> I don't think they're getting out of the West. Really? Um, All right, so no. let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. the, the West playoffs. They're okay. locked in at three seed, right? Memphis yep. would have to lose the next two games. Sacramento would have to win the next two. Because they're Memphis is fifty and thirty, Denver's fifty two and twenty seven. They've already secured the number one seed. Sacramento's 48 and 32. Sacramento right now is playing Golden State. Everybody keeps wanting to say, like, whoever's in the six is good because nobody wants to play Memphis and Denver in the first round. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to play Memphis in the first round? They don't seem so solid right now. Like, they're doing good. They're a good team, but Sacramento has the best offense in the league. Now, they also have one of most media, they have a medium defense, but like. No, that, that oh, defense is horrible. It's not horrible all the time. Their defense is bad. And that's why people want to play them. That's why people want to play them. People want to play them because they give up a lot of points too. Okay, and they can put 140 on you. Again, yeah, that's true. This is a but this is a young team that's never that's not has not been playoff tested. They've not played in the playoffs recently in a very long time. Yeah. You know, um, so they don't have a lot of experience on the up and down the roster. I mean, Harrison Barnes is there. He won a championship, right? One, one or two. He's got a, he's got he's got a ring. Yeah. But other than that, like who else on the team worth, you know, is, is really there, you know, that has significant playoff experience. You know, Sabonis. He's the only other one. I think Malik I mean, Monk made the play in tournament with the Lakers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Malik Monk was on Charlotte for a little while. He made the tournament with the Lakers. And I mean, mm. you know, and then and then just just the fact that they have not been. I mean, I'm looking up the I'm looking up the rate rankings now. Um They've been a low-level defense all season. And, you know, so if you look at it from that standpoint, they're the type of team that appears ripe for the picking in terms of their um, their being able to get being able to get at them on the first round. If you got to play somebody, yeah, that's the team you probably want to play. So you think they're the softest team in the West out of the top three? They're the easiest team to beat in the first round out of the top three. Yes, if if out of the top three, absolutely. If, if you're if you're the Lakers, if you're the Clippers, well, actually, the Clippers are going to probably end up playing. So you'd rather play Sacramento than Phoenix or Memphis. Yes, or actually, you'd rather play Memphis. Would you rather play Memphis than Phoenix? No. Really? No, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I'd rather play Memphis than Phoenix. I don't want to see Phoenix right now if Kevin Durant's healthy. Wow. Why? I don't want to see Phoenix right now. Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant is healthy, I don't want to see Phoenix. They haven't lost with a yeah. health, with health, with a healthy Durant Booker. Okay. 
you know, with that with that roster, they have not lost yet. And okay, but they got to come off the floor eventually, unless they're going to play them forty minutes a night. In the no, playoffs. no, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like they they clearly have the rotation. You know, Monty Williams has the rotation. Monty Williams is a good coach. He has the rotation down to to a degree. Um, I would I would say that to me, Phoenix is only going to get stronger as the playoffs continue. You think they that's may, okay? They may not be. They may be the worst version of themselves right now, but that version of themselves is still winning every game that they play. I don't know why everybody's so scared of Phoenix. Like, I get, I understand that Kevin Durant, even every game he's played basically for the past four months or three months, I think, he's won. Like, he was winning with the Nets before he got hurt. They were winning all those games. And what's funny is Brooklyn and the Suns are going to finish with probably the same record. Brooklyn is 44 and 36. Phoenix is 44 and 35. And it's right. kind of, it's, it's odd to me, but I think the fact that basically Phoenix has no bench, I'd love to play them in the first round because if you're a team that has a bench, you can wear them down. And if it goes seven, you could win in Phoenix. You know? You I mean, I wouldn't Phoenix. put it, pa- I wouldn't put it past it, but I, I don't think that you're, like I said, you're, Especially if it's Golden State or the Lakers. Like, I could see that happening. In the playoffs, your stars are going to play 35, 36, 37 minutes a night. You're going to need to get 8 to 10 minutes from your bench. Yeah, but what bench? Huh? What bench? That's my point. But again, that's 8 to 10 minutes of the game. So it's not – you're not talking about – you're not talking about, like, you know, a a long stretch of games. You know, there's no back-to-backs. Yeah, in the playoffs. But, but if you, you, got to, if I can you destroy to... you every time those eight those eight minutes happen, then you got to work back from that. Right, but you can't. What I'm saying is, if your if your starting five is let's say your starting five is is plus twelve a night, yeah. plus twelve plus twelve over the over the you know over the game, then your um your bench just has to be. Less than you just just has to keep you know keep pace, and the reality of the situation is you can pace the you know as a, as a coach, you can pace the, the the you can stagger the lineup so that there's a starter in it almost all at all times. You're never going full bench in the game, so you're always going to be able to have a, an Aiton or a Durant or a CP3 or a Devin Booker in the game because you can mix and match with those players. And stagger their minutes so that you can get them the rest that they need. So it's never a situation where, you know, you just take the whole starting five out and bring the whole bench in, you know. So that's and that's what I mean. Monty Williams is a good coach, so we expect him to be able to do that mm-hmm. effectively and make the make the most of his roster, his roster composition, and take advantage of the opportunities where he has um, where he has advantages. All right. So all the matchups, okay, so right now, let's say Minnesota and Oklahoma City lose in the play-in tournament because the Lakers and New Orleans Pelicans are 7-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Lakers beat Oklahoma City, which actually I do expect that to happen if they stay in there. Or if it ends up being Dallas, the Lakers are going to beat Dallas. That means the Lakers are going to be playing Memphis in the first round. And right. New Orleans would end up playing Denver in the first round. Do you mm-hmm. think either of those teams have a legitimate shot at winning those series? You mean the lower seeds? 
Yeah, the Lakers and the Pelicans, yes. I don't think that the Pelicans have any shot beating Denver because Denver is that good at home. And Denver has the home court. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to take control of that series. They play, they play, they're a solid defensive team. Um, and the reality of the situation is the Pelicans, the Pelicans are, I'm, I'm surprised at the Pelicans. I like applaud the Pelicans for being where they are, you know, having dealt with all of the injuries that they dealt with and the fact that their best player has been out for a significant amount of time. Um, I would love to have seen what this team could be, you know, if, if Zion had been able to play the entire season. I mean, as it stood before he went out, they were like they were like the second second team in the West. Yeah, they were the second. They were the second seed in the West. You know, so the fact that they've fallen this far, I think they'll give them a series, but I wouldn't I wouldn't pick them to win it. Um, look, as far as the Lakers and Memphis are concerned, I would. I would tend to, you know, it's hard to like bet against LeBron and AD and that roster in LA. I've watched a few a few games from that roster since they've since they've um since they put it together. And that roster looks really good. And then there's a night, there's always a night or two where they just don't, where they just don't have it. And they just look like they're slow and they're sluggish. Um but if they're able to get, you know, how they're able to stay healthy. And and you know get get a get a game in Memphis, I think they could win it in six. Memphis doesn't scare me. Really, Memphis doesn't scare me. Not nah no. Is it because it's no. the Lakers? You just think the Lakers have a better chance, or you just you just don't believe Memphis as opposed to believe in Denver? I don't believe Memphis. Like so, I think I think the 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 mismatch or the the advantages that that the Lakers have over Memphis is a healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy and motivated Anthony Davis is going to eat alive, you know, all of the, the low post players on is that Steven Adams. And you think he's going to eat Steven Adams alive? Yeah. I think he's taking, I think he's taking Steven Adams lunch. Wow. <laughs> I think, I think right. like I said, a healthy motivated, the, the, the version of Anthony Davis that we've seen over the last Two say, you know, a couple months, yeah. that version of Anthony Davis, there's maybe like, like that version of Anthony Davis is as good as, as talented as Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. Like the talent is there. You may question his, his ability because he's always hurt and, you know, all those things, but you can't question his talent. So yeah. if that version of Anthony Davis is coming out to play, yeah, it's gonna be a problem for anybody down low, and then. But they don't have anybody for Zion or Desmond Bain. Well, they're they're playing they're playing. Um, you said they're playing Memphis. Memphis, yeah, right. I'm sorry, they don't have anybody for Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, they don't need anybody for Desmond. I mean, they don't need they don't need what I mean. Desmond Bain's been averaging like twenty plus a night. Like when yeah, but, when he carried the team, basically Desmond Bain. Carried the team, and him and Jaron Jackson Jr. carried the team when, um, you know, Ja had to go off to rehab and get himself right. Right, no, no. Well, he, what he was I'm averaging is, like twenty-eight, thirty a game. Yeah, you know, well, what I'm saying is, they defend as a team. Since this is the thing, since the Lakers, since the Lakers made this trade, they traded Russell Westbrook and got in all these guys. They're the number one defense in the NBA. 
yeah. team defense in the NBA. Yes. Which means they don't need to have one guy that that guards Desmond Bain. One guy. They are doing it as a team. They're doing it and they're doing a, a, a damn good job of it. Now, if they just take that defense on the road and they're able to play the style of defense that, that they've been capable of playing over these last few weeks, then I think that they can take advantage of the fact that Memphis can't defend them on the other side. If you're going to need a Herculean effort from Anthony Davis and or LeBron James to win that series, but I think they can win that series. And depending upon how, you know, how the seeding falls, I would pick the Lakers in six um, against Memphis. All right. And I would pick Denver in, I'd probably pick Denver in five. Denver in five. Wow. No Zion, man. That that's just to me. That's a tough. That's a really tough matchup. But for... Denver's defense is not good. Like it's not bad. It's it's, it's in the middle, basically. It's a yeah, middle. It's not a, that's why I'm it's giving a middle league defense. One. But when <laughs> all right, and I think it'll. I I don't think it'll be. When I say five, I, people like people think of it like oh, it's but I think there'll be close games. I think there'll be good games, good close, hard fought games. I think Denver would have just enough to to eke those out um, and win those games. So I think it'll be five very tough games that Denver will eventually win out because three of those games will be, well, yeah, four of those games will be, uh, well, yeah, yeah, four of those games will be in Denver. Three, three, yeah. four, three, three, three out of those five games will be in Denver. So, and Denver doesn't lose at home. They're the best home record in basketball. So that's true. They are. You know, they are 33 and seven. Actually, they don't have the best record at home. They're 33 and seven. Memphis has the best record at home at 35 and six. Okay. Yeah. Two games better. But, you know, it is what it is. I know what you mean. They have one of the best records. They're the only two teams. They're the only two teams in the West with uh, 30 wins at home. Whereas, you know, the Knicks are as good as on there on the home as they are on the road. And kind of with the rest of the teams, like the Clippers, are about the same. They're actually better on the road than they are at home. By yeah, like the Knicks were surprisingly the Knicks were surprisingly bad at home early in the season. Yeah, well, I blame that on the coaching and the new lineup, and I guess guys getting used to their roles, you know, and not yeah. playing OB enough, as shown by his thirty-point performance, which we've been all been yelling the entire season. Don't get me started on that. But I'd like to also point out, Jeff Van Gundy said, this is a good roster, there's talent there, but Knicks ain't gone, no guarantee for the playoffs. And to that, I would like to say, suck it, Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> because clearly, you've lost the step. I mean, look, hmm. we, we could get into that a little bit, but I just want to just just tell people hmm. to pump the brakes on no, no, 30 No brake pumping. No. Pump the brakes on the 30-point. You know, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly, um, uh, Quentin Grimes performance from yesterday against no. against Indiana. Listen, it's, it's Bing Bong time. Let's go. This is just like last year, end of the season. <laughs> Indiana's not playing anybody. Like they literally had none of their starters in the game. Like well, they were all hurt. Exactly. The entire they're, tank, it, they're tanking so for what, women. Yama. What it tells, but I was there. What it tells me, the thing that it does tell me. Yeah. The thing that has always told me is the thing that we I think we've known all season. The Knicks bench is better than just about any bench in basketball. Yeah. The Knicks depth is considerable 
compared to any other bench in basketball. If you gave, if you put our bench against just about any bench in the league, they got nine guys who could start. Right, we're winning a lot of those yeah. games. Yeah. That's not going to matter much in the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> because, it will. Because you know why? Because teams are not playing their bench. Like I tell you, Ace, teams are not playing their bench for full, you know, six minute runs and six eight minute runs in the playoffs. It's just you not see, but, doesn't happen like that. But there's no, there's not going to be any fall off on the offense and the defense for the Knicks. Whereas other teams, no. there may be because when their bench when their three bench guys come in, or even the fourth guy, to, you know, so everybody when they stagger the minutes, whatever they do there's going to be a bit of a drop-off. And when that drop-off happens, that's the whole point of, that's the reason why the Lakers lost yesterday. Because the bench for the Clippers put up 40, 47 points. Right. And, and I think the, the the Clippers and the Knicks are very are very similar in that so, regard, is that yeah. they're going to rely on their depth exactly. to get them through playoff series. Right. And they're going to have to. Because their top end talent, even though I believe that the Clippers have, you know, they have Kawhi and they don't, they don't have Paul George, um, their top end talent is a wash against the top end talent of their opponent, and so what they rely on is their depth. Yeah, okay. the Knicks' top end talent is a, I would say it's a wash with the top end talent of Cleveland. What the Knicks no. have way more depth. No, that's not than true. the Cavaliers do. Because I you know why? I absolutely think that's true. Because I don't know if Rand- you see if Randall was healthy, I would disagree with you. I don't know if Randall can play that first game and be what he was. His ankle is really messed up because they said come back in two weeks, and luckily they have the five seed, so they're actually going to have enough time for him to get all the rest he needs, and hopefully he's able to go right. But I think Randall is better than um, Evan Mobley, and they don't have anybody behind Mobley. And also, I think Mitchell Robinson, well, actually, yeah, Mitchell Robinson, eh, I wouldn't say he's a star, but Mitchell Robinson is markedly better than Jared Allen. And Jared Allen must be really banged up because they've held him out the past week. He played, a, think, couple, he played a couple nights ago. He didn't play the game against the Knicks, but he played a couple nights ago. Yeah, they've been getting I, him more rest, and I think that makes a huge difference. I would disagree. I think this, and I think that that's why they're, they are four or five in the standings, and they're only separated by, what, three games? Because the the teams are very evenly, they're very evenly matched in a, um, you know, at, at their talent levels. I think that the starting five on the Cavaliers outweighs the starting five on the Knicks slightly, but the bench and the and the Knicks bench outweighs the Cavaliers bench considerably. So who do you have winning that series? Um, I have the Knicks winning the series. Oh, okay. You are. Home. I have. Right. I have the Knicks. No, I, I have. The, <laughs> I have. I have the Knicks in seven. I think this the goes. Knicks I think that. Seven. I think that's. I think that series goes seven. No, I'm not switching. Not Knicks in four. I think the Knicks win in six. If they win, they got to win. They're going to steal a game, and they're going to have to go on a run and win all their home games. That's what's going to have to happen. I think the Knicks can get one of those first two games, and I just don't. I don't think they, especially if Randall. See, I, that's I'm I'm hedging because I'm thinking that Randall is either going to not play, or he's going to be limited to some degree in the first couple of games of the series. All right. Well, right now, uh, I've seen on DraftKings that the Knicks are plus one fifty to win the series, and the Cavs are minus one sixty five. So we will see. I didn't expect the Cavs to be a fifty win team, or for there to be four fifty win teams in the East. 
considering how everybody kept saying how good the West was. But I think Sacramento and New Orleans kind of shook everything up. And Minnesota will be lucky to make the playoffs, but Kyle Anthony Towns was out for basically half the season. Yeah. And Oklahoma City is going to regret making this run because they are not out of they are out of the Wimbenyama sweepstakes. And Wiggins coming back for Golden State. If you told me Golden State came out of the West and won it all, I wouldn't be shocked. Except for the fact that they're going to have to play the Kings in the first round, which I don't think they actually match up well with. Because they're going to need to run a ton because the Kings attack the basket. They don't just take a bunch of threes. And they're going to need Wiggins to be at top-level health to play that level of defense. And I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Well, I, I mean, the good thing to show up and get healthy in two weeks. The, the good thing for him is health wasn't a problem. It's not like he was injured. So, no, that's what I mean. Like getting his wind back, being able yeah, to he's do been that. fully healthy. He just hasn't been in basketball. He hasn't played basketball. Hasn't been basketball. Shape. I, I mean, I, at the very least, I hope that he was staying in shape. You know, while he was away from the team for as long as he was. Um, these guys have trainers, and they have you know medical staff, and they have access to facilities and access to gyms and all that stuff that, that the majority of us don't have. Um, and so my hope is that, you know, he wasn't, he's been keeping himself fit, you know, and ready for um, ready to come back. And so maybe if he needs a game or two to ramp up, then sure. They've got a couple of games left in the season. Go ahead, let him do that. But um, yeah, I don't see a reason why. I also don't see a reason why the Clippers can't get to, I'm sorry. Why the late, why the Warriors can't get to get to six, or, um, yeah, get themselves get them sorry get themselves to to five, or even let the Lakers come up get them to seven, so they, they can uh they can jump the Clippers, but they don't play the Clippers. So that's the thing. The Clippers would have to lose one of those last two games, and they're yeah. saying that the Clippers and Golden State may both intentionally try to lose the last two games to make sure that they're in the sixth spot as opposed to the five spot. So we might see some amazing tanking that um, this coming Sunday, the last game of the season, where they're just mm-hmm. not trying at all. And like, guys, just, uh, guys just pull up that. a little limp. And like, hey, Gary Payton the second, get up out there, go have a good time. Thirty-eight minutes. <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo, you are now our starting point guard for tonight. <laughs> have fun, man. Have fun. Veteran rest for Clay and stuff. You know what? Andre Iguodala gets a start. <laughs> <laughs> oh man now back to the eastern conference real quick philadelphia yeah. brooklyn that looks like that's going to be the thing or if miami can claw their way into that six spot jimmy butler can continue his uh lifelong grudge against the sixers it seems and they we can see philadelphia and miami play in the first round i personally would rather see brooklyn play philadelphia again because even though ben simmons isn't playing this will determine even though none of the players that they traded to Brooklyn are on that team except for Seth Curry, who's still there and still healthy and playing. I don't even know if he's playing, but he's still there. It will show who won this trade. Because if they can beat a, a hobbled James Harden and knock Philadelphia out in the first round, the 12 fans that Brooklyn has left will lose their minds in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I'd say the reality situation is Brooklyn lost the trade because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brooklyn lost the trade because Brooklyn didn't have anything to. Um, Brooklyn has nothing to show for it. But if you beat Philly in the playoffs, did you really lose the trade? If you beat Philly in the playoffs, it has, you didn't do it with any of the any of the players that you got from Philly. 
but you still won the trade because you got KD and you traded James Harden and you choose some of those guys. Some I think one of the players they got was traded out to uh, Phoenix. I think he was throwing Josh Okogie. I'm not even sure. Or was he already on Phoenix? I don't remember. I think but the point is, if you beat them in the playoffs, even if you even if none of those players were on your team, I would be like, we won the trade if I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, which I'm not. Because we just I, went I, and beat a future MVP in the playoffs. A well, if, team. if you're one of the 10 real Brooklyn Nets fans out there in the world, you know, then yes, you should enjoy the you should enjoy the fruits of your labor uh, of the trade and say that you won the trade if you're able to defeat beat Philly. Yeah, this was the plan all along. Exactly. Yeah, this was the process. This was our process, right? Um, you're not beating Philly. Sorry, it's just not. Why not? Just, James Harden doesn't even have to play in this series, and they'll still beat them. A word. You have so little faith in. Uh... Cam Johnson and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie yes. and yes, no, no faith in them whatsoever. I'm, I mean, I'm proud of them for keeping the team, keeping things together, and they, and being able to, you know, continue to, you know, put together some wins so that they could, um, keep keep themselves in the playoffs because everybody thought that they were going to fall out of the playoff race. I so did Mikhail, say that, yes, yeah. So like Mikael Bridges, you know, shout out to Mikael Bridges, shout out to Cam Johnson, who you know, two players that I wanted to get on the Knicks, you know, when they were drafted. I was hoping that the Knicks would have drafted them. Um, so shout out to them for for being for you know putting themselves in this position and being where they are. And I think that they have a bright future ahead of them if the Nets so choose to try to build around that young core. But they should. There's no way they should be giving Philadelphia any real challenge. Philadelphia should be playing for that second round matchup because that second round matchup is the most important one. Is the one where they're going to be playing Boston or. Or no, they're not gonna play. They can't play Milwaukee. They'll be playing Boston. Yeah, in that second round. So they should be revving up and preparing for that second round matchup. Well, that's only if Milwaukee loses to um, Atlanta or Toronto in the first round. Because I still don't know who's gonna make it to the eighth seed in the East. Like Atlanta, if you told me Atlanta loses to Toronto in that in the playing game, I'd be like, maybe I don't know. Like that's that's possible. Nah, seriously, like I've been following Atlanta. Like they've been winning these close games. And they won that game in overtime over Dallas, which is why they're even in this position. But the fact that the Atlanta Hawks are gonna win 41 games, they fired their coach and they got Ben Snyder. And none of his teammates, I should say, nobody really likes playing with Trey Young. They haven't said it publicly, but like they basically kind of saying it. And they mm-hmm. still managed to win 41 games. And this team is more talented than they were last year. You muted Ace. They should have been able to catch Brooklyn. I don't know if they should have been able to catch Miami, but they were playing better than Miami when Miami wasn't shooting well. And now that Miami started to realize they can hit some threes, I think Miami's going to be the seventh seed and they're going to play Boston. They might be able to get up and play Philly, but I'd rather see Miami play Boston because that's a better matchup for the first round because Miami will wear them down because that's what they do. And Jimmy Butler's playing out of his mind right now. They just they just blow up Philly and Philly. Yeah, Miami will wear them down, but still lose. They should lose. I hope they, they might. don't. They I might. can't stand Boston. I, I think I, I hate Boston worse than I hate Miami. But um, wait a second, you had a Miami jersey there, Mister uh, Bandwagon. So don't, what, what are you talking about? I had a Tim Hardaway jersey, and that was from Miami. I had Tim Hardaway jersey when he was on the Golden State too. 
You like Tim to jump Hardaway. on a lot of bandwagons. I don't no, know. I like to stay with Tim Hardaway. I like to stay with my players. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I had a Heat jersey once upon a time too. So you had a Glenn. You had a Glenn Rice jersey. It was in the discount bin. Yeah, I don't care so, where it was. You still was, you owned you know a Glenn Rice jersey. It's nice colors. <laughs> uh, he was a good shooter. You know, I'm a shooter just like that. That's what I do. Shooters got to shoot. Yeah. Okay. Don't let the people. Please don't don't let don't let him lie to you, people. Believe me. Believe there's tape. Me. There's, there's me film now, out there. Believe me later. There's film out there. I contributed to a lot of wins in high school. A lot of wins. <laughs> a lot of threes from Ace. Chicago has no shot to win. I feel bad for them that they're in the playing. They made all of them trades a year ago, where the five or six seed last year got rocked. And like they're gonna have to break up the team. And I really thought the Knicks was gonna end up with um Levine at the deadline. And somehow that didn't end up happening. But mm-hmm. I don't know well, if they, I think they're better without it. I don't feel bad for them because they made the deals that they made expecting. I feel, I feel bad that it didn't work out because I wasn't like cheering for them, but I just I wanted them to be competitive, but like this is they're just not they're just not competitive. I mean, they should feel happy because they still owe that pick to Orlando. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't make the playoffs, if they don't make the playoffs, that's a lottery pick that they gotta give up. Um yeah. I'm sure that that's that's definitely you know you know fun for them. Now wait, I got a question though. If you for the NBA draft, if you make the playing tournament, but you don't actually make it to a first round series, like you end up you play Miami and they lose in that first game, then isn't your lottery. pick isn't your pick a lottery pick? Like, aren't you technically because yeah. you know sixteen teams make the playoffs? Aren't you the fifteenth pick or the fourteenth pick? Like, well, the lottery, lottery pick. The NBA lottery is thirteen. So 14, 15, 14 and 15 aren't lottery picks? hmm Right. But they were before the playing tournament came around in 2020 or 2021. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, don't the NBA sense. lottery. It's the first 15 The NBA picks. lottery is picked one is 14. I'm sorry, it's one through 14. So 15 Got doesn't it. count. Got it. Okay. So Chicago could, but Chicago could still end with a top ten pick by making the plan, right? And I, I believe that pick goes to. I think the pick is like top four protected. So they're not going to have a top. Four. I don't even yeah. think they can get the fourth overall pick. Although that would right. be insane if they got the first overall pick and then ends up in Orlando. But then I feel bad for picking so If it's if it's like one through four, it stays with Chicago. But anything under four, anything after four, it goes to Orlando. So if Orlando could have the fifth pick and the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be talking about the Orlando Magic next year and whatever they do down in Orlando to celebrate a win. Yeah, until until when Miyama comes becomes a free agent, free agent and leaves like everybody else leaves Orlando. Why would he leave Orlando? It's a great place to live because everybody is everybody leaves Orlando. It's very much like Paris, France. I hear. Shaq left Orlando. Shaq left Orlando because they were being cheap. He was ready exactly. to stay. Dwight Howard left Orlando. McGrady left Orlando. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. (laughs) They got Paolo Banchero. They got a good young team. They might be able to challenge next year. Who knows? They may be able to hold some teams. Of the teams with the four worst records, um, I don't know where Wembenyama would want to go, but I know where I wouldn't want to go, and that's probably Charlotte and San Antonio. 
no disrespect to those people or those cities, but um, Paris to Charlotte is a bit of a drop off. Well, word is he likes the structure in San Antonio and and his 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 um, representation. I guess you want to call it. Wants him to go to San Antonio as opposed to Houston. Yeah, yeah, not because of the city, obviously, but just because of the structure. He still got to live there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if he can focus on basketball and not focus on (laughs) everything else that's going on in Houston, you know. Listen, he lives Um, in. He, he, I don't think he, he lives in Paris. If he's not distracted living in the city of Paris, I don't think he'll be distracted living in Houston. Well, it's, it's he's not, not like distra- he's coming from a small town in France. Well, again, it's 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 about the stru- it's about the structure of the organization that he's going to be joining. It's not so much about Houston versus San Antonio as the city. Gotcha. It's, it's really staff about and how they know, run everything. Yeah, and when you've got you know the the reputation of having developed. Tim Duncan, Manager Nobly, especially, you know, San Antonio's history of developing, you know, foreign-born players, too. Mm-hmm. You know. They're pretty well-known, yeah. Is, you know, so that's why Tony word Parker. was that they were, that if he had his, if he had his choice, he would be leaning towards San Antonio to, well, be, to be the team that he would go to. Here's hoping he doesn't end up in Utah. Oh, because nobody would watch him play. Here's hoping Utah... <laughs> Here's hoping Utah gets the 14th overall pick. I know they said the All Star game was the lowest rated All Star game they've had in years, but that's for I think it's because it was in Utah. I don't know if there's, I don't know if they have alcohol there yet, but I, I heard they don't. I heard, I know actually they don't. They I, um, I do know that if you buy beer there, it's weaker because I the one time I went to Utah and I was in Salt Lake and I was like, why does I've had like four of these and I don't feel anything. And I was like, oh, these are wine coolers, basically. It's like 2% alcohol limits. <laughs> they do it by uh, weight, not by volume. So I'm like, so it's way weaker. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Utah's the home of O'Doul's? Essentially, like they will sell you. You can go to Walmart and buy a six pack, but you're going to need to drink all six of them to feel anything. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's not Colorado. You're not tasting those Rocky Mountains. You're tasting, I don't know, whatever the lesser mountains are out west. It's not the Sierra Nevadas. Come to Utah and drink our beer water. (laughs) That should be their slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to everybody out in California, Utah, Arizona, (laughs) Mexico is listening to this. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you've ever been there to go ski or whatever. It's, (laughs) It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. Um, we are going to pick the 11 games coming on NBA Friday tomorrow. So we're going to get started with that in a short bit. Shout out to Sheets and Giggles. Use our promo code UPTOWN for 20% off your first order. Uh, they were nice enough to throw us a sponsorship. So please go and use them. They have very, very soft and comfortable sheets. I will be testing the mounts in a couple of days and getting back to you guys about that. And now on to the picks for tomorrow. We have Detroit and Indiana, two tankathon teams. Detroit is 16 to 64 on the season, and the Pacers are 34 and 46. That is amazing. They've lost that many more games than even the Pacers, who I thought were going to make the playoffs, or at least the plan. Who do you got, Malik? Who, who wants to lose more? Um, well, Detroit has done a bang up job of tanking. They've they've really done a really good job of it. Um, and I I think 
But having watched Indiana play yesterday against the only the Knicks, team that doesn't have 20 wins. Yeah. Having watched Indiana play yesterday against the Knicks, I think Indiana just has still has a little bit more talent than the Pistons do. And so I'm going to pick Indiana to win the game. Indiana's at home as well. So I'm going to pick Indiana to win the game. Um, and, and, you know, and they'll end their season on a, on a bit of a high note, you know, they're, they're, they're probably way down the, way down the list of, ter- of in terms of being able to get uh, a win Benyama level talent, but they're going to get a good talent. And I think with the healthy um, Halliburton and, you know, Turner coming back cause he got re-signed um, and they can make a couple of quick moves. I think they can find themselves in a playoff hunt you know, very early next season with a top, you know, with a top eight, top 10 pick. So um, I'll pick Indiana to win the game and continue to, you know, plummet Detroit's um, Detroit's record and, and give them, give them more, more to um, be excited about for women. Yama. All right. And then we have Miami at Washington. I'm going to take Indiana as well. I think they'll, I don't know what the spread's going to be, but even if you tell me it's going to be 14, I'd still take the Pacers. I'd probably tease that down to like eight and say they beat them by double digits. But Indiana's winning that game. Uh, similarly with Washington, they are sitting everybody just to keep them healthy going into the offseason. I don't even think Porzingis or Beal are going to play, which is kind of a shame. But Washington actually wants to keep Porzingis, which Anthony was giving him a shout out last week. He didn't play terrible for them. As soon as he left Dallas, he started playing better. So I don't know if it's Jason Kidd's coaching. I don't know if it's playing next to Luca and having that pressure to be that big second option or whatever it was. It just really did not work in Dallas. Or maybe he loves the Eastern time zone and not the Central. I don't know. But he played better in D.C. than he did in Dallas. But Miami's going to beat the hell out of these boys because they want to try to get into that sixth seed and get a little bit more rest. Yeah, Miami has something to play for. Washington really doesn't. Uh, Washington is sitting their main players and so there's no reason i think washington washington definitely showed me something in that game against the knicks again a couple of few nights ago where they played hard and they gave a they gave a valiant effort um for two quarters and then obviously the the talent levels just didn't even out when it was time to uh when it was when it was winning time, the Knicks came and, and pulled away because they have more talent. Miami has more talent. I expect Miami to win the game, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. Check take a look at this line. Washington's at home. If the line if the line is somewhere around eight and a half, uh, I say throw some money on Washington because Miami plays close games. Miami is one of the few teams in the NBA with a winning record with a negative point differential. So. Um, they had a negative point differential as of the last time that the Knicks played them, um, which were during that game. So I would, you know, I don't think that Miami should be favored by any more than six and a half. If it's Miami minus anything higher than that number, take Washington, take the points. Uh, otherwise, uh, take Miami to win straight up. Next up, we got Houston and Charlotte, two tankathon teams. Um, Charlotte get the number one overall pick. Them losing would not really increase their odds that much because I think they've smoothed it out. So the bottom three teams have the same exact odds. So they could still possibly get Wimbenyama as well. 
But um, the way I've been seeing Houston playing over the last couple of games, they've actually been going out and trying to score as much as they can, and they're letting their young guys play. I think Houston goes in and takes this. They've kind of shut down Gordon uh, Hayward. And I kind of was expecting more from Charlotte. But um, they just haven't been able to produce it. But I'm taking Houston to win it straight up. And I don't even think Houston will be favored in this either because they're on the road. Yeah, Houston shouldn't be favored. Um, They've lost – I'm trying to check them out now. They've won two of their last three um, with a win against Detroit and a a win against Denver, um, surprisingly, um, on the – uh, yeah, two days ago. Um, and so, yeah, they're playing really, they're playing much better. Um, they're getting a lot, they're getting, you know, much better um, production out of Jabari Smith. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Kid, Yeah, Jabari Smith, the rookie. Um, and Kevin Porter, whose game I hate. I hate watching him play. <laughs> um, but it's effective. It's he's got an effective game. It's just, I don't, I don't like it. Um so I expect them to. I think to beat Charlotte as well. Um, I think if they're a road dog here, yeah, give them. Yeah, definitely, definitely lay some lay some money here for the here for them because to me, Charlotte. There's no reason that Charlotte. Charlotte has no reason to be favored at all. Um, Charlotte is a bad team right now. They're not playing well. They've lost three straight, and you know, there's just no. There's just no no and no no uh, respite in sight for them. So, I would take Houston, and I would love to hit see what the over under is on this because I'd probably take the over because it's not going to be much defense played. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would agree with that. Neither is teams are that motivated, and uh, I would take. No, actually, I'm not even going to go into that. Nick Richards on any of those prop bets, I think he's probably going to go over because he's been getting more time. He's been playing pretty well. Um, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Philly is not exactly locked into the three seed. Cleveland technically could catch them because there's two games left. So Philly needs to win one more game to lock in the three seed. I don't know how much that matters. Or maybe they want to fall down to four and end up getting to play the Knicks in the first round. But then they have to play Milwaukee in the second. So I don't know what their preference is of playing Milwaukee or Boston in the next round. But um, I think I'd rather want to play Boston. That's just me. I think Philadelphia is going to win this. The Hawks really don't have much to play for because they cannot catch Miami. I do not believe, and they would need Miami to lose both games. The Hawks are at home. Philadelphia is playing tonight. They just lost tonight, so they will be coming off of rest. I would take Philadelphia to win this game. Yeah, I think Atlanta's at home, um, and so there's a obviously there's the there's a possibility that Atlanta, um, you know, shows up a little bit for their home crowd. Um, but yeah, if you're Philly, you don't want to fall into that four or five, four or five range, that four range, not because you don't want to play the Knicks. Cause I think that if you're Philly, you probably feel pretty comfortable, pretty confident that you can beat the Knicks um, who are sitting in that five seed, but just because you don't want your road to the finals to have to go through Milwaukee and, or Boston, right? If you've got to face, um, one or the other, you know, then, you know, you, you, if you've got to face Milwaukee in the second round and then Boston and and then like Boston in the championship, you know, that's, that's tough, right? That's just a tough, there's a tough road to go. Um, and so I think you want to keep that third seed if you can possibly, if you, if you possibly can. 
Um, and so, yeah, I would expect my Philadelphia to not take it easy against Atlanta, um, take them out. I think the only thing I would question here is whether or not, yeah, we talked about it earlier, whether or not Harden's going to be playing. Um, Joel Embiid is still probably looking to cement his stake for the um, for the MVP. So mm-hmm. expect him to expect him to play to play full out, have a big game, and I don't expect uh, to take their their foot off the gas here. Um, I think Atlanta's an interesting team since they made the the coaching change. They're you know a little bit better than than they were beforehand. Um, I still think the pieces don't always fit that well in Atlanta in terms of the talent. Um, so I don't think that they're going to be a difficult out in the playoffs uh, when it, when it all when it all says if if they are able to get in past the play-in tournament. Um, but yeah, with this game of Philly, I think it should be perfect. I think they should be okay. They've been playing well the last few games. I think they should be perfectly fine taking out Atlanta. And next up, we have Toronto at Boston. This is a game that I'm interested in because I wonder if Boston has any reason to play anybody. Because with two games left, they're locked into two seed. They've already won the division. There's really no motivation for them to play anybody, except to just not let them be rusty. Because they're going to be, they're going to, there's going to be basically a week that they have off or five days straight. They're going to have off after the season ends because of the playing tournament. Yeah, Toronto winning this game could could make a difference for them. They could end up getting home court and being able to host Atlanta if Atlanta loses, as opposed to being having to go to Atlanta and then win. And then if you're nine, if you're the nine seeded team, you got to win two games as opposed to just winning one, I believe. Oh, no, wait, you can just win the first game. If you win the first game, then you're in. Yeah. No, if you're the nine, you're not in. Yeah, if you win the first game, you're in if you're the nine seed. Mm-mm, seven, eight. So wait a second. If Toronto seven. beats, so if Toronto beats Atlanta, yeah, then they have to win another game. They have to beat. Yeah, set, so seven and eight play each other. The okay. winner of seven and eight, the winner of seven and eight is the seven seed. Oh, so it's not nine, eight, and nine, and seven and ten play each other. It's seven and eight and nine and ten. Right. And then so Toronto's the gonna have to beat the Chicago loser. and then beat the loser of seven and eight, oh, which is gonna be Atlanta. Eight. Yeah. So they gotta win two games regardless. So then Toronto really wants to win this game so they can get to the A spot and just win one game and go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm picking Toronto. Um I hope they're getting points because if they are, I would take them because that means that Boston's playing some of their starters that they don't want to give too much rest to. I think Jalen Brunson is going to sit out. He's dealing with a little bit of a bunch of nagging injuries, and I think they're going to give him some more rest. And I'm pretty confident Robert Williams is going to rest as well as Al Horford. So I'm leaning heavy on Toronto, and I'll be betting on this game myself. Emily. Yeah, um, you said Jalen Brunson uh, when you were talking about Boston. I don't know who you were. Jay, too, many about. too many Jalen's. Too many Jalen's. Too many Jalen. Yes, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Okay. Um, I'm gonna need you to change your name to just Jay. How about that, Jay Brown? <laughs> that works better. I think that sounds cooler too, personal. <laughs> um, Boston has some guys on the on the injury report um, right now that are you know nursing some some nagging injuries um nothing that's keeping anybody you know keeping anybody out if this was a playoff game they'd probably be playing but guys like uh Derek White uh, has an ankle injury Malcolm Brogdon has a back is, is dealing with a back issue Horford is dealing with his, a back issue as well Jason Tatum has a hip issue um 
and Marcus Smart uh, has, has a, is questionable with a neck issue as well. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Tatum and Horford played the game, but I would be a little surprised if they finished it. I'd be surprised if they played, you know, a lot of minutes, logged a lot of minutes in the game and, and you know, did a lot of, um, just did a lot during that game. It would be a little bit shocking to me. So because of that, I'm going to pick Toronto as well. Um, I think Boston, like you said, Boston doesn't have much to play for in regards to this game. They're locked into their seating and they're going to be perfectly fine if they don't, if they don't win this game, um, they're just preparing themselves for, you know, whoever they're going to play, play in the playoffs. It's going to be the seventh seed of the seventh seed in the East. So I would say Boston wins this game outright. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'd love to see what the first half betting is um, in terms of what the line is for that first half. So I think you'd see something where the Boston plays the first half, you know, plays all their starters. And then the second half, they kind of take their foot off the gas and let it, you know, let it ride out. But you definitely can see Boston losing this game, Toronto winning because they still have something to play for. All right. Next up, we got Orlando at Brooklyn. I think everybody who's on Orlando, who's traveling with the team, will just be partying in New York. And they may even show up to this game drunk. Who knows? It's at 7.30 <laughs> on Friday. So they're probably already there right now in them clubs. Uh, Brooklyn, they want to win this game because they stay in the sixth seed and then they don't have to be in the playing tournament. So Brooklyn is playing hard and they will probably blow these dudes out. I expect them to win by 20 and I will be betting for them to win by 20. Give me Brooklyn. I don't care who plays for them. Uh, Orlando's going to be playing Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris at their two guard spots, I'm assuming. They're not going to be playing anybody who's been trying to get more minutes, like Cole Anthony, who can score better. So everybody you've never heard of who plays for the Orlando Magic is going to be playing in this game. I don't even know who their center is going to be. Watch a bowl bowl, get like 35 minutes. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, Brooklyn should win this one, straight up. Yeah, Malik. Um, Yeah, Brooklyn should be... Brooklyn should be looking for some revenge. Uh, they played Orlando a couple of weeks ago, and they lost that game in Orlando. So they, be, they should be looking for some revenge in this game. Orlando is coming off of a back-to-back, uh, having lost uh, at Cle- or lost at home to Cleveland uh, just yesterday. I mean, or sorry, just today, just just later, just earlier today, they lost to Cleveland by twenty-four points. Um, so I don't know what the what the line is going to be for for this game, but I would expect Brooklyn to win. And and to your point, I expect them to win pretty pretty handily against an Orlando team that they should be you know significantly better than. So um, Brooklyn's been interesting though because Brooklyn has been you know winning games. Oh, right uh, now, winning games sorry to interrupt. They should be right now. Brooklyn's on minus losing. eight. Was that right now? Brooklyn is minus eight. Yeah, I I think you, I think I would take the points. I take the points. I mean, I, was, I would give the points there. Sorry, give the points there as uh, and 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 you know, run with Brooklyn to close out Orlando uh, at home. So, uh, I take Brooklyn and give the points. All right, and next up we have the other New York team, the real New York team, the Knicks at the Saints, at the Saints, at the Pelicans. <laughs> they got the same Florida lean, man. It always messes me up whenever I look at that logo. Um, they got the Saints at the Pelicans. At least they changed from the Hornets. You said the Saints the Pelicans. <laughs> you mm-hmm. just said the, the Saints, Saints and the Pelicans. <laughs> That's right. Drew Brees is going to suit up. He's going to play some basketball. So oh, Pelicans going to get a win and get into the play-in. No, the Knicks are going down to New Orleans. Um, they can't move up. There's only two games left. They can't move down. They're stuck at the five. 
So I don't know what Tom Thibodeau is going to do, but I'm assuming he's just going to keep playing young guys. Um, I think Derrick Rose is not going to play. I don't even know if he's going to get Fournier any minutes. So I don't know. I don't expect the Knicks to roll over, but the Pelicans are playing for a lot, and I expect them to win. I would say the Pelicans are going to be like minus six. I'm going to. I'm just going to guess. It's off right now. There's no over under, but I would take the under, and I would take New Orleans. Yeah, Luke. Saints or Pelicans, whoever shows up to play. <laughs> yes, it looks like Jalen Brunson's out. Um, RJ Barrett is still questionable. Yeah, he's missed the last two games because he was for illness, so he doesn't have an injury, but he's just been sick, I guess. Um, so he may he may come back. Um, if he comes back, then I think this is an interesting game because we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think the Knicks bench is as good as anybody else. Anybody else is uh, you know, good. A lot of starting fives in the league, and without Zion Williamson, who's been gone, you know, since forever. Um, What's the injury you know, at this point? Is it still just the hamstring? It's the hamstring. It's listed as the hamstring. Did he um, tear it? Like what? What happened? I, I don't understand why he's it's, been out. It was a. It was months. listed as a strain. It was listed as a strain, and then he he had a he had a setback, you know, in training, you know, in you know the ramp up for getting back onto the floor. He had a setback, but you know that guy's. I mean, he's got some big ass hamstrings, so I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, yeah, it's just a big hamstring to strain. You know, there's a lot going on there. Um, look, I strained my quad muscle a year ago, and I still feel it to this day. And I'm not, not a professional, professional athlete. That's my point. You know, no, I'm not a professional, professional athlete, athlete. But so they probably, you know, play a little, play through pain a little bit. But what I'm saying is, I'm not a professional athlete. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's still dealing with the effects of it. You know, it's just a muscle injury. You can't really, you can't force it. Um, it's not like a bone bone injury where, you know, it's either it's either there or it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, you may just never feel right. You may just not feel right you know, to go out there. In any event. Um, I think the Knicks, I think the line here is very, is going to be a very interesting one. If the line is seven or lower, I'm taking the Pelicans. If Pelicans. it's seven, seven and a half or higher, I'm taking the Knicks. Because I think the Knicks, I think the Knicks offense, the Knicks team will still keep this game close. The defense is still going to be playing well. Mitchell Robinson, um, they, those guys will still be out there playing hard. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson, Hardenstein. I, I think he's going to rest. I think Hardenstein's going to rest and they're going to put, um, Seriously, because he's had issues. Hardenstein's going to play like twenty something minutes in this game. He's yeah, going to play well, a lot. Or if, if Mitch, if Mitch sits, he's not listed on the injury report right now. But if Mitch sits, if if Thibodeau, you know, go and goes the non Thibodeau route and actually sits people that are healthy, then <laughs> sure, then sure. Uh, um, I think the Pelicans win pretty big. But Thibodeau has a tendency to just play guys that are that are playing, and I expect I expect Fournier to get some minutes. You know, give give Fournier some burn. I've been hoping Derrick Rose will get a little bit of burn um, in these last few games. While you know, just just to just to give him some run out there. If those guys played, I would pick the Knicks, but I'm going to pick the Pelicans to win. But I think that the line, like I said, if the line is at seven and a half or higher, I take the Knicks to keep it close. And what would usually be a good game, uh, Memphis at Milwaukee. Does Milwaukee send a message and come on and just try to wipe the floor with Memphis? I don't know. Um, I will not be watching this game, but just picking it straight up, this actually could be good because whether the starters are playing or the bench is playing, I don't think the spread changes, actually. I think it's still going to be somewhere around like minus four and a half or minus five and a half. 
Both of these teams are not great against the spread the last 10 games. Milwaukee's 5-5, five and five, Memphis is 3-6-1. and one. But I'm going to say Memphis doesn't nail it in and they win. Milwaukee really doesn't need to do anything. So I think they're just going to play the first half and then kind of just see where it is from there. Whoever's injured isn't going to play. So Chris Milton probably is going to get a little bit of time, but not too much. So I'm leaning towards Memphis because I think their bench is a little bit better than Milwaukee's, honestly, right now. Bobby Porters might do something, but Memphis's bench is kind of underrated. So Saldama and all of the rest of them, I think, are going to play pretty well. So I'm going to lean towards Memphis on this one. Yeah, Malik. Take Memphis. Giannis is out. Middleton is out. Uh, Brooke Lopez is out. Drew Holiday is out. Take Memphis. Done deal. What if Zion and all the starters from Memphis are out? And it's like Luke Kennard and it looks like it it looks like they're gonna play. It oh. looks like looks like Ja's gonna be out there. Um it looks like uh Bain will be out there. They're they're gonna have at least a couple of starters. But yeah. Right. Bucks aren't playing any of their starters. There you go. So, <laughs> you know, then the Nasus is going to get a lot of lot of time. Like the the Nasus dance at the Kupo, he gets to play. Yeah. He gets to play on All Star Weekend, <laughs> and then he gets to play the last couple of the games of the season. <laughs> like he's going he to get thirty minutes brother. He's going to get a lot of time tomorrow. He's going to yeah. get a bunch of time tomorrow. So uh, yeah, get you know get get your get your DFS bets out for him. So those might have props. Yeah, get, get your DFS bets out for him, but. Uh, He's gonna get yeah. He's gonna he's gonna get thirty plus between points, rebounds, and assists tomorrow. Pay yeah, attention you, to that. Yeah, you get, get you know get your prize picks out for the Nasus. Um, and uh, yeah, but 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 pick Memphis to win the game. All right, Chicago at Dallas. Dallas is minus eight and a half. I don't know why. I'm assuming Chicago's like we're benching everybody who's locked in the play-in, and I don't know if they can really move up because they're thirty-eight and forty-two. So I don't know if they can catch anybody. Um, and I don't expect them to be Dallas at all. Dallas is fighting for their life. Dallas might beat this team by a thousand. Um, Luca's gonna play. Kyrie's gonna play. Kyrie came up clutch in the game the other day. Dallas just plays terrible defense, but as does Chicago. So Dallas should walk away with this one. It should be easy. Both of these teams are almost exactly five and five against the spread over the last ten. And Chicago's terrible on the road. They're seventeen and twenty. And Dallas is good at home. So it can be Dallas all day, every day. I'd even lay the points on this one. Expect them to win by like fifteen. Yeah. If you're the Knicks, you want Dallas, you want Dallas to win this game. Um you want Dallas to you want Dallas to because we got the we got Dallas' pick, right? So you want Dallas to win, but still not make the playoffs, which could still happen. Oh um, well, no matter what, they're not gonna get a top ten pick, right? They're gonna get like the eleventh overall pick in the draft. Well, if they if they don't make the playoffs, they're in the lottery, right? Well, that's the whole point. It's like if they, if they don't, don't make, make the, playoff, the playoffs, they're in the lottery, but like, the lottery. And so then there's they a chance thirty something wins. With the Knicks. Ace. Oh, so they're gonna get the eighth overall pick. They're gonna get the eighth pick. This is gonna happen. It's just gonna <laughs> happen. Okay. It's if it's if it's in the if it's in the cards with the next <sighs> position to get this pick, they're gonna not get the pick. Um, but Dallas so, is gonna get the fourth overall pick if they lose this game. Exactly. So. That's it's just that's just how it's gonna happen, Ace. Mm. You want Dallas to win. I want to see Dallas win this game and then still lose because I believe they still have an outside chance of yeah. getting that tenth seed if. Uh, I think because Oklahoma City lost a couple days ago, and oh, yeah, yeah, I think they that they tonight, have. Well, they're winning tonight by twenty, so they're not losing yeah. to Utah. 
Yeah. So I think the whole thing is like Dallas has to win out and Oklahoma City has to go like one and two over the last over the last three games that they so they they lost one. Now they win this one. If they lose their next game and Dallas wins their next game, then Dallas gets into the gets into the play in. All in all, I would pick Dallas to win this game. Um, to your point, Luca and Kyrie should be good enough to win this game against uh against the Chicago team that's probably gonna be playing their is probably going to be sitting a few guys like Levine, DeRozan, um, Caruso. You know, they may be sitting sitting a couple of guys out because, like you said, they don't really have much to play for. They're kind of locked into their spot, and they're going to get ready for the play-in. Yeah, basically. Um, and then next up, we have the second-to-last game because that game is played at 8.30, 7.30 Central. Light the beam. We got Sacramento at Golden State. Golden State needs to win this game. Sacramento does not. Is Sacramento petty? And they go, we're going to come out, play all of our guys just so Golden State loses because they're terrible on the road. It's a lock in Golden State for the first round. Or does Golden State just tank and intentionally try to lose this game so that they can lock in Sacramento for the first round? So it doesn't matter whether or not they lose or win against the Clippers. What do they do? I think that Golden State continues the losing. This is on the road. And that's the reason why I'm picking Golden State to win to lose this game. Um I just don't think they care, man. Like I like I I don't think they care all that much about the their their record on the road. They know they've been a bad road team all season. They're just preparing themselves for a playoff run. And they're like a lot of teams who probably believe that with six playoff run, with six championship runs, with a playoff, with a deep playoff run uh, last year that win, wins in the finals, they just took, they just decided to like coast a little bit um, this season, and they're just not taking this thing seriously. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they got blown out in this game. <laughs> Honestly speaking, would not be surprised they got blown out and just didn't give a shit <laughs> at, at all. They'll they win their last game of the purpose. season. Right. Yeah, they'll win their last game of the season and ensure that they have a winning record so yeah. they won't go like 41 and 41. But I don't see them winning this game against Sacramento. I'm going to pick the Kings. So now this is what's weird about it, right? Because everybody always says NBA games are fixed. But if Golden State's intentionally trying not to win by just playing bad players, how do we know Sacramento's also trying to win? So maybe Sacramento rests all their starters. Do their bench players beat Golden State's bench players? We don't know. I think Golden State's going to get a road win because Sacramento is not going to be playing all their best either. They're going to rest everybody, even though they have a much younger team. And I think Golden State somehow wins this game. I think their bench comes through and actually gets a win, but they shouldn't get a win. Yeah, that's right. It wouldn't be surprising. I'm going against the intentional tank at the end of the season, so I'm taking Golden State. You know what? And I mean, I think you're right. You wouldn't be. It would not be surprising for Golden State to win this game. If Golden State wins this game, I think Sacramento should be very scared to to play that series against them. Because Golden State's, I I honestly don't think Golden State is going to be going to be putting their all into this effort. But Sacramento starters are bad defensively. Why would their backups be any better? No, no, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be. But if Golden State wins this game, I think Sacramento should be legitimately afraid of what. Only <laughs> of if they were trying them. to win. Only of if facing they were them trying. in the first round. But I hear you. 
That does make sense. Next, last and definitely not least, we have Phoenix at LA. LA needs to win this to possibly move up to six. I don't know if that's is uh, actually completely gone. If Golden State loses tomorrow, that's the thing. See, if Golden State loses and the Lakers win, the Lakers have the same record as Golden State. Then Golden State has to beat have to beat the Clippers to make sure that they are not in the playing. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. Golden State can't just throw that game away. Now, I just thought about that's right. Golden State actually needs these last two wins to stay ahead of the Lakers. Because the Lakers win these last two and Golden State splits, the Lakers will be ahead. Yeah, but they don't have to worry about that because the Lakers are not beating Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix isn't really trying because Phoenix is kind of locked in where they are. They, they are. Fall. They are. locked in at four. They are, but they're not losing that game. They, mm, I think the Lakers are going to win this game because Phoenix is playing back-to-back. Phoenix is it has won six straight. They're the hottest they're team in basketball tonight. right now going into – Wait, they are, yeah. Phoenix is playing tonight at home against Denver, and that game is currently tied. Third quarter. Yeah. Lakers are going to win. Lakers all day. Let's go. I'm picking Phoenix. LeBron's the GOAT. He may very well be, <laughs> but I'm still picking Phoenix to beat him. Nah, you know what? I think the back-to-back rest actually does matter. And I know Lakers looked tired yesterday and they were trying, but they looked worn out. They were, and, they were, yeah, they were coming off a back-to-back themselves. And and you, well, you know what it was? Not just that they were coming off a back-to-back. Also, the Clippers had three days rest. They hadn't played since Sunday. Yeah. So the Lakers were done. Yeah, look, LeBron's... LeBron's thirty nine years old. I know he don't like to play. I don't. I don't like going back to back to the gym. Okay, <laughs> I like to take a day off between gym between gym sessions. I know you LeBron don't, make, don't want to play back to back games. But you don't make forty million dollars to play basketball. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. The body still. The body still feels the same no matter what. I don't care when you make forty million or forty. $40. It don't matter. The body still feels exactly the same when you wake up in the morning and you wake up. I know, I know LeBron's waking up. LeBron, LeBron had to lie. I know LeBron's waking up saying, you know what? The hell with this. Okay, I don't want to get up no more. I'm done. My feet hurt. I know his back hurt when he get up in the morning. That's that's a real thing. I don't care what anybody else says. That's a real thing. He ain't going to say it. No, that man takes, he takes care of his body, man. I don't He's, care. His body is a temple. I don't um, care. The body, you know what the I, body barks at you. I will say this, just side note, like the way they're giving certain teams, it's kind of crazy. Like when I looked at that, how much rest the Clippers had going into that game, like if you're going to schedule teams for back-to-backs, make sure that both of the teams are coming off back-to-back. So at least we don't, we can't just obviously as betters know who's going to win. And also it's not fair to to the team who's coming off a back-to-back. The other team has three days rest. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So if you're going to schedule back-to-backs in the NBA, just make sure both teams are coming off back-to-backs or both teams are coming on two days rest. Then at least it'll be a fair competition and we'll, we won't know who's obviously going to win and who's obviously going to lose. Because yeah. that was a dead giveaway. And you could see the money like pouring in because the line was just moving up and up and up. Like, what the hell's going on? Is LeBron hurt? Like, what's what's happening? Yeah. Is, is Schroeder out? Is D'Angelo Russell coming back? And I'm like, oh, no, they're all playing. It's just that everybody figured out the rest factor. I'm taking the Lakers. Um, if what you said is true and Phoenix loses tonight, which they're tied right now, or they may be up by two, I don't know. It was a couple of minutes ago. I think the Lakers are going to be getting points at home. That extra day is going to help, and I think they're going to beat the hell out of Phoenix. They're going to go out there and try to murder them. And it's the first game Durant plays that he loses in a Phoenix uniform. I, I would agree. I think that if Phoenix wins this game tonight against Denver, they don't play. Durant doesn't play tomorrow. 
Mm. I think KD doesn't play tomorrow. I don't think it matters. I think the Lakers are going to win regardless. Oh, I think if KD plays, if KD plays, they're, they're not beating Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, is, <laughs> Phoenix is my pick to get out of the West. So Number one defensive team, as you pointed out, LA Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. I'm not saying that. Look, I'm not saying that. They, I'm saying Katie's not. Katie's not playing. Wow. Katie's yeah. not. I don't think Katie's playing tomorrow. So let's go Sacramento. Yeah, I want, I want Golden State to lose. I want the Lakers to win to create more drama for the very last game of the season. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> we need more drama in the NBA. Let's do it. It feels like the playoffs have already started in the West. All right. Let's get to Thank our shout outs. Much. We've made all of our picks, all 11 games for y'all. Hope y'all appreciate all this free content we give you. Um, I'm going to go with my shout-outs. Yo, shout-out to LSU for winning. Shout-out for everybody recognizing Tony Ayo created the You Can't See Me. It's the first recognition he's gotten in a while. Um, I enjoyed his music back in the day. I had forgotten about him, but everybody who knows hip-hop would bring that up, so that was kind of nice. Shout-out to Cam Newton, who said that he was willing to back up 12 guys when it was basically him shouting out everybody who had ever been to his QB camp. And Aaron Rodgers, which was really funny. He was like Sam Howell, former CN1 attendee. And I was like, <laughs> he's just shouting out dudes who played with his QB camp. Exactly. I was like, this is hilarious. But it's also smart on his part because every single one of those guys may or may not miss a game because Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantee he's going to make it all 17 games during the regular season. So Cam may get a chance to play. And he'd resurrect his career and somebody say, you know what? He's not too old. We should give him a shot and see him throw some passes. So we will see. Him backing up Sam Howell would be amazing for him because he will definitely get to play in Washington if that is the case. If they take a chance and say, we'll give Cam Newton a backup contract and let him come in, they will end up having to play him a couple of games next season because Howell will not be great, in my opinion. I don't know if he'll be bad. But there will be a reason for Cam Newton to come in and, and, and start a game or clean up a game because, you know, Washington is not great on the offensive line or just overall great as an offense. Um, and last and finally, shout out to the Knicks for clinching the playoffs for the first time in two years. I know y'all are going to go and show why we won this trade or lack of trade with Utah. All three of those players that they wanted scored 30 points. They wanted quickly. They wanted Grimes, they wanted Topman, and they wanted six first-round picks for Dennis, for Mitchell. And it is insane that they wanted all that, and I'm glad they're not making the playoffs. And they don't have the shot at the first overall pick because the team they put together was too good. So that's what Danny Ainge gets for trying to fleece people and for all this tanking. They're going to end up with a bunch of mid-level players. They're going to have a mediocre team for the next couple of years. So shout-out to you, Danny Ainge, for doing what you usually do. And building teams that can make the playoffs but not win a title, like you did with the Celtics. So congratulations to all those fans of the Utah Jazz and the Celtics. Celtics may actually have a shot. And shout out to Ime Udoka, who showed that maybe you weren't that good of a coach because the players were already pretty good. And this guy came in, was 33 years old, and kind of replaced you. And they haven't lost a beat. Maybe he was on the staff last year, so that really helped. But, um, yeah, man, it really didn't seem to make that much of a difference. Boston's still playing great. So we will see. And that is it for me this week. Um, I enjoyed the Final Four, even though I know UConn was going to win. And for everybody out there asking, UConn is a blue butt. This is ridiculous. Um, they've been nice since the 90s, since they had Ray Allen back in 94, 95. 
from the matchups with him and Iverson and UConn and Georgetown. Hopefully Georgetown will get back on their feet. But UConn's a blue blood. I understand they're not Kansas, they're not Duke. And that's why I like them, because they're not those teams. And, you know, they may cheat a little bit every now and again, but trust me, so is Kansas. Go ahead, Malik. Um, Ace said it a little bit already, but I'm going to dive in a little bit more. Shout out to the LSU women's basketball team for winning the first um, basketball championship in the history of the program. Um, the men's haven't, the men's team has not won a basketball championship and the women's team has, and that is a big thing. Shout out to them for, shout out to the women's tournament in general. If you watch the women's tournament this year, I watched, the, I watched about, I'd say roughly eight to 10 games of the women's tournament this year. Um, I watched more of the women's tournament this year than I watched of the men's tournament. Um, the women's games were interesting. There was a lot of, I mean, you know, if you like basketball, there was a lot of, it was just a lot of energy, a lot of passion. And and there were some good, good games in that tournament. Um, watching Caitlin Clark and watching what Iowa was able to do. Shout out to her for, you know, for being her completely authentic self as well. And for, you know, talking trash the entire time while she was going and knowing that if she was going to, if she lost, she was going to get it thrown back in her face. And she got it thrown back in her face and shout out to her for not uh, shying away from that because, you know, it's basketball, it's sports, it's what you're supposed to do. Um, Women are tougher than we give them. And shout out to LSU for, look, they absolutely are. And shout out to LSU for, you know, you know, ultimately deciding to uh, accept the invitation from the Bidens to uh, to come to the White House. They're going to actually go, um, despite all of the craziness that's going on with that situation. <laughs> um, shout out to to Mr. Mark Cuban. Um, I don't know if you heard the the recent uh, comments oh, yeah. that he made on um, that's a terrible uh, regarding Jalen Brunson. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Mark Cuban. Tell him why you mad. Tell him when you butt hurt, you can tell him why you butt hurt. Like you could tell him like you, he's a billionaire and I'm pissed off. Okay. I got freaking Kyrie Irving. I didn't want him. I wanted to keep Jalen Brunson, but damn it. I messed up. And you know, don't admit when you're wrong. That's the whole thing. When you're a billionaire, you don't admit when you're wrong. You don't admit that you messed up. Okay. <laughs> you blame it on everybody else. Blame it on Jalen Brunson's parents. Blame it on his agent. Blame it on his doctors. Blame it on his girlfriend. Blame it on whoever you want to blame it on. But don't take the blame for yourself because it wasn't your fault, right? Right, Mark Cuban? You know what? Shout out to you for uh, being unapologetically who you are and never taking the blame for it. It's cool. Um, yeah, it's not your fault. It's everybody else's fault. Jalen Brunson decided to take money that you didn't offer him and go to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, and now you got to pay Kyrie Irving like two hundred million dollars to, to not make the playoffs. It's amazing, fantastic. It's great stuff there. Um, shout out to Major League Baseball. Uh, new season started this this week, and uh, the new pitch clock and the new rules have uh, shortened games by I think the I think it was on average thirty two minutes. So turning you know the not game into a hours. much more watchable experience. For a lot of fans, um, shout out to the Houston Astros for, you know, understanding that the the biggest the biggest draw for the Houston Astros because y'all suck. I can't stand y'all. The biggest draw for the Houston Astros is Megan The Stallion, and shout out to Houston for putting Megan The Stallion on the mound and making yourselves eminently more interesting 
because nobody cares about anybody else or your team. <laughs> I don't care that you won the Super, won the, won the World Series. Nobody cares. You put Megan the Stallion up there, sign her to the roster, and have her come out and do and throw out the pitch, throw out the opening pitch in in road games too. Because you know what, they can't <laughs> you know what? They, they they probably can't. They probably can't. But that was a that was a great moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, shout out to um, the XFL. Like I said, I think we've said this before. The games were, have been entertaining. I've enjoyed some of those games that I've watched mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. Um, but also shout out to the WWE. Did you hear that the WWE, that they were trying to, um, that Vegas was trying to start betting? Yes, they've applied WWE. for a license in, yes. in Nevada and in different gaming commissions to get licensed. And I'm like, but the WWF is scripted content. So, like, they're putting on a show. Like, it's real in that they're throwing each other around the ring and hitting each other yeah. and falling on things. It's real physically. But the yeah. outcomes are predetermined. So I'm trying to understand <laughs> exactly. what exactly you're betting on but and how shout that out would to even them be for allowed trying. to be legal because that'll make no sense. Shout out to them for trying. I think the, 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 the idea that I heard about was similar to, um, like, the Oscars similar to award shows um in in the um in the way that people people bet on like the results of award shows right uh, where, oh okay oh where, like you bet on the oscars yeah like so people bet on the oscars the oscars like like the, the people in the committee they know who's mm-hmm. going to win but basically the winner is written down on a, on an envelope it's yeah, sealed. so do the people at KPMG tabulate the results right but that's so what i'm saying could, like they like, could tell a cousin and they could go bet on Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. With WWE, what they said was potentially the results would be written down, sealed. So like the only people that would know what the results are, are like a handful of people that work for the organization and nobody else outside the organization would know. And so, you know, as long as those people don't, you know, don't leak the information, it should be OK. Um, I feel a not- shout out to them for giving them I a shot. I feel a Netflix man. and Hulu documentary coming on that, if that is <laughs> proved. Shout out to them for giving it a shot, because uh, you know what? It's like, you know, there's too much money to be made, okay? And the Saudi Arabian princes that, that, bought, uh, that bought the WWE is like, look, I just want to make more money and mm-hmm. uh, and enjoy enjoy my life. So uh, shout out to them for giving it, giving it a try, but we'll see what happens. Wait, you didn't hear WWE and UFC are merging into one company? I did hear about that. Yeah, they didn't get bought by too. Saudi Arabia, so they're merging into one company. Oh, and the guy he didn't he didn't want to buy them. He didn't want to buy them. Saudi Arabia didn't end up buying them. He okay. was going to try to sell it for twelve, ten billion. They were like, it's not worth that. So they're going to merge into one company. And Vince McMahon now has the evil mustache and is living looking like Joe Jackson later on in his life in his seventies. But now he can no longer pay hush money to all the people that he sexually assaulted or had affairs with or whatever he's done in his life, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he can hide behind that. They'll have Dana White on one side and then Vince McMahon on the other. And, you know, it'll just be maybe they'll have uh, Brock Lesnar go back into the UFC. Maybe John well, Jones will show up at WWE WrestleMania 50. Who knows? I mean, well, Snoop was there. Snoop was there over the weekend. That was Snoop ridiculous. Was WrestleMania over the did you see? Too. Did you see him run across the ring? Because that was hilarious. Yes, I saw him run across the ring. I saw him crit walk, which <laughs> I did was, see that. That made me laugh. He crit walked that dude with the people's elbow. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. So, look, shout out, shout out to, shout out to sports entertainment, man. Boxing has lost me as a has, hasn't lost me as a fan. 
but has lost me as uh someone that's that's definitely interested in this, that's following the sport on a regular basis. So shout out to shout out to Pugilist Sports, man. I want to I want to get back to enjoying fights again. Um, so shout out to them for making a making a run back, or, you know, making a comeback to some degree. That John Jones fight was really good, by the way. It was. I watched that. Yeah. All right. We out. Super long shout out from Malik. Yes. Yes. Peace. I got cut off in the middle there. So later. <laughs>